not the worst. Sorry to interrupt. Be careful. It's still a long way from home. She has babies! You're the captain. You're our science officer. So science it! Yeah, science this shit up. Oh, oh sorry. I mean this bleep up uh hello everybody good evening star trek prodigy season one episode 11 asylum has been released as we have uh we're picking up on this seven month hiatus that we've been on in this first season uh unprecedented i'd say i'm dave mater here streaming live on live long and podcast facebook youtube twitch or you might be listening to the audio version i'm joined with davin skellhorn how are you doing davin not too bad yeah yeah welcome to star trek progeny season one Progeny. 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 Yes. Akuchi Moya. Yes. Akuchi Moya. Uh, Moya, indeed. As, uh, yeah, we get a lot more Chakote, although it's a hologram Chakote in this episode, but we got some uh, more Janeway, more real Janeway um, mm-hmm. coming in and more post Voyager discovery, I suppose. Uh, no, no pun on Star Trek discovery, of course. Um, and we're open Jessica Chan, uh, who has been uh, a, a fellow crew member here on the Proto Star for the Star Trek Prodigy podcast, will be joining us shortly. Um, yeah, like I, she's must be running behind, but hopefully she'll be along soon and uh, and we'll get her thoughts on this episode. But Davin, let's start with you. Um, Asylum. What did you think? Mm-hmm. I liked the episode quite a bit, actually. I've come to the realization that the animation style is my least favorite thing about this show. Yes, I would agree with that. That yeah. um, this is done in the style of a lot of modern 3D animations, which I don't care for. Um, mm. Starting, I guess, with Toy Story like 20 something years ago and kind of been the Pixar standard. Um, I do like it when I was like looking at Robert Beltran in this episode and like, and, and, and like, like when you look at like people based on real people, they look fine, but these, these, the crew themselves look like not right. Oh, here's Jessica. Oh, oh we both did it at the same time. Okay. Oops. <laughs> I didn't think you Hello. Sorry. Hello. Did I turn yeah, my camera? Yeah. Will it switch? No, it won't yes. switch. Uh, oh, wow. It should. Try it again. Maybe oh, okay. pulling sideways. Can I do nope. that too? Can nope. I do sideways? Nope. Nope. Okay, it's okay. Sorry, I'm okay. on baby duty, so. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Uh, well, welcome, Jessica. Hi. Uh, we're all in cat boots together now. And uh, yeah, yeah um, we're picking up after seven months. I know. I Part of my slowdown was that I was like watching the episode because I couldn't watch it earlier. And then I was like, I don't remember what happened. <laughs> Who are these people? I was like Gwen. I was like, uh, I've lost my memory of what came before. And... Just like Gwen, she can't remember either. Yeah, I was like, what happened again? Yeah. Um, now she can remember everything. Uh, you know. I remember everything. Let's uh, let's walk through the episode because I have questions. I have thoughts. Me too. And uh, and and we're and we're gonna get through it. And we got some live. We have people in the live comments, including number one fan Sam, who is doing much better than last night. Well, oh, because of his his crush was voted off Survivor. But that's I, I digress. Um, all right, let's get into it uh, and talk about this episode, a Nickelodeon production, of course. Um, so I just, uh, you know, like, uh, just was reminding myself because uh, it doesn't have any kind of cold open this episode. It just starts with the credits, just jumps right in. 
Um, had to kind of remind myself, oh, yeah, the protostar. Oh, yeah, and Jimmy Simpson, John Noble still in the credits, uh, even though it kind of seemed like their their story or their part of the show might be over when we left on episode 10 and in February. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, David was hoping, because he, he felt that was the most Star Wars aspect of this show, and was hoping that that, that arc was done. It's not done, uh, as we'll find out by the end of this episode. So for better or worse. Um, but, uh, you know, it was nice to get this theme song again. It was nice to kind of be brought back into the world of Star Trek Prodigy, uh, which is great opening sequence uh, and music by Michael Giancamo. It's funny that in the in, in the credits there, um, yeah. it still Go says back. Kate Mulgrew as hologram Janeway, even though she's also just Janeway Janeway. She's also just Janeway, but... She, but yeah. that would give it away in the credits, then, like at the beginning, yeah. we're going to see... And, Janeway, Janeway. I, and hologram, hologram Janeway is the member of the Protostar crew of this show, but uh, Admiral Janeway is like, I don't know. We're going to see how this plays out, but I don't think she's necessarily going to be a friend at first to the crew of the Protostar as she's trying to find Chakotay. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, just like a nice little thing. But I, I noticed this name, Ben Hibben come up in the in the credits and i was like i feel like i've seen this name before is he a star trek lower decks guy or something like that i gotta check uh, mm. see if there's a correlation there um and yeah like it's just very very nice uh it goes on for a while the credits but um i like this opening credits though i was enjoying watching it again yeah, me too. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of remember. I was like, you know, oh, yeah, this is quite the sequence. And even among the, uh, the Live Long and Podcast community, we're, we're some of the only ones who have seen this show, right? Like, we have some pretty big Star Trek fans amongst us, and not all of us have really checked out um, Prodigy yet. So I think that they're really missing out. makes us the three biggest Star Trek fans. It's all and, yes, the most dedicated um is the, and the title card itself so jumping into the episode we start off Funny um, how they spell progeny progeny my progeny, my progeny. <laughs> we started You're off the episode progeny duty there jessica my progeny. <laughs> uh we start off this episode um on an alien world uh, we see this kind of really beautiful sky and um uh you know the ocean but then we're taken underwater almost immediately and we see some of these like merman kind of creatures um they're 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 on they're maybe the uh the native species of the planet and they're hunting this big whale kind of creature um going after it and it's it's almost like you know kind of like a, an old hunt and then uh yeah this this like jellyfish looking ship pops up um we see gwyn is in uh is piloting it uh we learn that this is like a, an endangered species of some kind on this planet or one of the only few left. And there you know, tells us if, they, if those if these hunters knew that or that it was helping their ecosystem, they would definitely not be going after it. Um, she also has um, Dal and Pog in tow. So is she and, like uh, the pilot or the captain here? His pilot, it seems to be piloting, yeah, this ship that she that, that that's uh the shuttle of sorts out of the protostar um but they're trying not to break the prime directive that's also sort of um part of it and it, this whole opening sequence really just reminded me of 
Star Trek Into Darkness when they're kind of running away from that um, uh, yeah. alien species and trying not to contaminate the Prime Directive before they. Oh right, do that. yeah. But yeah. they also this is definitely a nod to uh, the um, the fourth film, right? They're saving um, whales. Uh, you, oh, you mean uh, the Voyage Home? Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, it might be a little bit. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, it, we just had that energy of like, what are we doing? We can't get uh, caught doing breaking the Prime Directive, things like that, and, uh, and, and you know, and we're coming along. And then she gets a flash here while this whole mission is happening. She gets a flash because she, you remember, she lost her memory at the end of episode ten because she kind of got a glimpse of um, zero, and uh, a Medusa driving her mad. Anyway, uh, I like the thematic baby sound effects we have for this because this is like <laughs> no, it's, it works because this is like Star Trek progeny. It's for he progeny. did watch the. It's, this is my progeny. Um, <laughs> he did watch the episode with me. I, I don't know that he was terribly impressed, but <laughs> fair. Well, it's meant for children, but maybe not as young as Gus. Yes, I think yeah. Yes. Um, so they're, I don't know, they're, they're going along here. They get swallowed by the whale, I think. Uh, and then they need to get themselves beamed out. <laughs> what does Jankum say? He's like, something like, I promised I wouldn't get eaten alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just having a little bit of, of hijinks here. And, uh, and then the, the whole whale gets beamed out and into the protostar. Uh, That's one way to the, do it. Yeah, the merman's just like, huh? Uh, you know, it just kind of goes back in, <laughs> and, uh, and the, the yeah, the 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 whole shuttle kind of materializes here in the cargo bay of the Protostar, stopped by Rock Talk. Um, who's happy to Rock see that is very strong. Rock Talk, very strong. Yes. Uh, hologram Janeway saying, they, "Good job, you you didn't break the Prime Directive. Very close call. Um, things like that, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And then. They also have to save this whale, so they end up be beaming that back. That's good. I don't remember what 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 Gwen and Zero were discussing here at the beginning. Uh, uh, I think about her memory experiment. that she's having visions. Of... She's to, oh, she so kind of just explaining what we just saw that you know she kind of flat froze for a moment because she was thinking about her father and some kind of suppressed memory. And the, and the secret is the thing the knowledge that she can't remember is that the protostar has actually got a virus in it. It's a computer virus, and it, it's it's going to infect any Starfleet other craft or station that it's going to encounter, as we'll find in this episode. Let's see that demonstrated in this episode. Um. Anyway, so they beam the whale back into the ocean. It's joined by its other whale, and all is happy. Um, and the like what a well-timed beam! Like they're, they're like tracking the other whale, you know. Like I think I can beam it right next to the other one. <laughs> yeah, very happy. And then they're like, "Cool!" Like nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, this whale was just out of water for a minute, but um, yeah, very All pretty better. opening scene. <laughs> yeah, it looked it looked really cool. Um, and then we get kind of like this. I think this is when we get like Dallas Captain's log about how they're heading to this starbit or this outpost, uh, the furthest out um, in Starfleet. Talking about you know they, they're how they're still nervous about showing up with a ship that doesn't really belong to them that they kind of found. Here we got um, that Zero is helping Gwen try to 
access her memories. Um, rock talk, learning science. And uh, Jank and Pop. There's more than one? There's more than one. There's more than one science. <laughs> um, yeah, is that the way she says that? Yeah, I think it is. And then so they, they so the, the, the start, the, um, the outpost they show up to is called CR721. Um, so they're kind of just. I really like that- this. Because we've never really seen an outpost like that. I like a communication relay before. I don't think not 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 this small or like this sort of insignificant with just one guy on it. Other than maybe that one we saw in Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, that's what I was Uh, thinking. Was the Discovery one where we saw a little bit of that guy's repetitive life? He put the flag up every day. He was yeah, all by himself. Because he was like the only he, as far as he knew, he was like the only Starfleet guy in the entire sector for like be- better part of a few decades. Yeah. So it, it was. Uh, he's like, my dad was in Starfleet, and I hang on this flag every day, hoping that somebody will show up. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so but this is uh, that's a very different century, and uh, in this one, um, the protostar shows up, and so they're, they they even put on their cadet uniforms. They 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 weren't like here. We're we're here to seek asylum, hence the name of the episode and uh try to join starfleet so they're all dressed up i did like this scene here with hologram janeway and uh and dal uh you know saying that it didn't feel right his uniform didn't feel right it was almost like a mom talking to her son you know you'll be fine um you look like starfleet material you know and she's like well what if they see right through me and she's like let them you know you gotta be who you are um so it's not really about trying to deceive anybody right um you know, some good moments and some good dialogue, I thought, mm-hmm. uh, uh, in here. And he even goes as far as like the, the hugger yeah. at the end, which is, you know, and she's like, this is not what my programming has in mind, but cool. What are these uh, feelings? What are these feelings? Sentient? Which is, which is right? kind of strange reaction from a woman who lived with a hologram that <laughs> yeah, very like, much how- did exactly all of those things. Like how much of Janeway's original personality really is part of this hologram Janeway? Um, not some, somewhat, of course, but like yeah, uh, the coffee part is, is different. Yeah, but we're gonna see. It's gonna be interesting to see once we get these two together, uh, the hologram Janeway and the, mm-hmm. and the prime Janeway, and see how they how they are the same or different. Um, Funny, Chicote says he wasn't gonna go back into deep space without like a hologram Janeway. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting condition, I think, that, to have. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they, they, I like this little like holographic or whatever force field walkway that they extend from the protostar in over mm. into the, the star base. Very the fancy, very fancy. They're walking along, and this is a real exciting moment for them. This is what it's been building to in the first half of this first season, you know. Um, Seen... They're gonna join Starfleet, just like join that. Starfleet. That's the intent here. We see these banners <laughs> hanging. We see a Starfleet banner. We see the Federation flag, and uh, and this facility, this this outpost, um, and then this guy. We meet this guy. This guy. So what's his name? Lieutenant Junior Grade, something or other. Um, is it Barnes Frex? Is that what his name was? Something like that. Yeah. I'm trying. Like he he's a, is he a Denoblian? Yeah, uh, is he? Interesting. Yeah, well, according to Memory Alpha, he's he. Yeah, this is his name, Barnes Frex, and he's a Denoblian. Oh, okay, wow, okay. So, uh, he he's the one who greets them here. Uh, he's the only one who apparently works on the station. There, there, there's no there's no other person here. 
Uh, it's pretty far. This is pretty remote from where the Federation <laughs> is. So, um, and he's saying hello, and uh, but he's you know more or less cordial with them. You know, he's like, what, what the heck? You know, wasn't expecting to see anybody. He was um, a fun character. I liked him. Yeah, he's like, welcome to the final frontier, and then you know, there's kind of like a huh moment. <laughs> He's like, oh, that usually kills with you Starfleet types. Yeah. yeah they have no idea what he's referencing whatsoever. You know, that's just uh, something else. Uh, he's wearing, of course, the uniform that we see Janeway and, and uh, the real Janeway wearing, different than this protostar uniform um, that was apparently very distinct. Um, okay. So we're going to, I have some better shots here, but we need to talk about the uniforms, guys. All right, let's let's talk here because he introduces himself as a lieutenant, junior grade, junior. fine, uh -oh. Uh -oh. but he's wearing two rank insignias. Uh oh. Okay, he's wearing a proper lieutenant junior grade pips, uh, one full and one hollow, but he's also wearing um a, a, a brevet which is something that the maquis wore on star trek voyager representing that they were not really in starfleet they were provisional they were kind of given a a field commission of sorts um and he's wearing both which is makes no sense um you either would wear because he's like the station commander because he's the only one there but he's it's it's redundant. He's wearing yeah. like a lieutenant junior grade pit and then a lieutenant junior grade brevet next to him. Uh, there has so, to be a reason for it. Well, it better be explained I mean, to me because you make a uniform introduction into canon like this. I'm going to need answers, you know? I'm Maybe just saying all of these shows have continuity people. And like Star Trek, usually they have like, you know, the, the people that have the Trek Bible and stuff. So there's got to be a reason for it. I feel like they, they doubled down here. Like they were like, well, a lieutenant junior grade could be this or this. So let's just give them both. <laughs> you know? Um, Maybe they're I'm, in transition. It's a transition. <laughs> so he gets one of each. Uh, <laughs> I guess, you know, like this is, this is, this is, I, I don't know. Like Maybe that, it's but, this guy. Cause he's like, so, you know, specific yeah. to this character. I guess you know. I need, answers. I need answers, and I'm going to find Kevin and Dan Hageman if I have to. And I'm going to say, what was up with this brevet underneath his insignia? Underneath his, I, his need answers. I need answers. Anyway, so but you just needed more epaulets. More epaulets. Yes. Wait till you see the uniform. Um, Three epaulets. <laughs> ah, wait till you see the uniform. It has four epaulets. <laughs> four. Um, oh, anyway, Dave, everyone wants to know: is a uniform better or not with four epaulets? I would say not better, especially not for better. a captain. Um. Anyway. Um. Uh, but uh. Yeah. Like so, he's showing them around. He puts them through this DNA scanner thing. Uh. You know. Uh, very with, intrusive. Uh, I gotta say, I don't know about this uh, protocol. Yeah, but Jang and Pog's just happy to do it first. First, not the worst. <laughs> yeah, first, uh, not the worst. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, you're a Tellerite, founding member of the Federation." Whoa, whoa wait, founding members? You say? Oh, boy, <laughs> here we go. you all hear that? Jacob Pog is royalty. Ooh. 
<laughs> royalty. Royalty. Um, we find out that Rock Talk is a, a member of a species the Federation knows. The Bricar. Uh, what are they called? Bricar. Bricar. The Bricar. Yeah. Okay. And that was cool to learn. Um, you know, and she's like, I want to be you a scientist. You want to be a rock star? Yeah. He's like, Do you want to be a rock star? She's like, I want to be a scientist. He's like, Cool. Um, Which one? No, that's where she says it. There's more than one. Yeah. He's like, I, She's like, I want to be a scientist. He's like, Which science? She's like, There's more than one. And then we find out like there's 150 or something. 198. Yeah. Um, they don't have Gwyn species, which is understandable because that was the first contact that the protostar had made. Um, and then, uh, but uh, then Dal goes, well, no, and I think um, Murph goes through and we find out Murph is some kind of slime worm or something that they yeah, haven't seen worm. before. They're just like, uh, yeah, slime worm. <laughs> yeah, slime worm. Uh, Murph. Slime worm. Uh, they say he's a melanoid slime worm. Um, yeah, and Zero goes, she's a Medusa, and he's like, yeah, 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 I'll go mad if I look at you, whatever. Like, I'm going mad here at this station. Uh, I, I like how he's like, don't send me somewhere worse, like Nimbus 3 or the Gamma Quadrant. But I thought he also should have mentioned Starbase 80 from Star Trek Lower Decks as one of the worst places. What's wrong with Nimbus 3? Well, it's the planet of galactic peace, you know? Why wouldn't you want to go there? Uh, Dal goes through next, and Dal is scanned, and Dal like sends off some kind of like, please report this this immediately to Starfleet Command. Oh, yeah. Very, yeah, he's like, like it was almost like it was like um, a big red flag, almost like the Omega Initiative guys, you know, where uh, where it's like the, he might is he part of some kind of top secret thing? What what but is why, this? Why didn't they? Nobody did contact Starfleet. They're all just like, okay, let's just go on about our business. Even the Starfleet guy. He yeah, he's like, well, that's weird. Starfleet. I guess I should contact Starfleet Command, but I won't. Yeah. Well, he was Very about scary. to upload. That's what he said. He was oh, gonna. Uh, I think he was probably gonna send the data package, um, off. with the ship logs, and then as soon as he downloaded the ship log, uh, everything went haywire. So he probably just didn't have a time to send the the like the whole package, the data package off yet. Are Starfleet uniforms really that tight? Well, they can be. <laughs> you could talk to Michael about that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Jody is a Tellerite? Uh, well, I had him argue for the Tellerite rights on a debate nine against the Vulcans on who's more argumentative. And Sam has a theory for what happened to Chakotay. Let's hear it. Guys. I want to hear it. Because I don't, I don't uh, really. <laughs> I don't have a theory and. I don't think we've been given many hints that I've noticed. Did, did they? Um, Michael's on on bedtime duty for for the other the other child the other my other progeny. 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 My progeny. <laughs> you were saying? Who was saying? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, anyway, so we get this is where we go into the flashback scene. Um, we see the protostar, and then we see this bottle of wine heading at it, and it's smashing on the hull uh, for the christening of the protostar. How many years ago exactly this was? It's not clear. Um, maybe a year ago, something like that. Um, but uh, you know, we get to see Robert Beltran for the first time really properly because we saw a couple times uh, him and him as Chakotay in some flashbacks, but it was more like a 
a, a blurry recording and things like that. Um, but we see maybe the best looking character we've seen on the show too. He looks great. Yeah, it looks just like him, you yeah. know. And and this, so like, we were saying like maybe our animation, um, the animation, the style is not our favorite thing in David and I's case. But this, this, I, I don't mind this. I wish every character just kind of looked like this, um, yeah. you know. Like Chicote, so, like everyone like, was just Chicote. Everyone, everyone's Chicote. Everyone's uh, Chicote. Kate, I think Kate Mulgrew's model looks fine too. Um, but you know, you know for a like, not Chicote, for a non Chicote, you know. Yeah, Akuchi uh, Moya. Right. And, uh, you know, we see this hug here. Yeah, that was uh, clunky. See, my problem with this animation style is everything's so clunky. Like, when she walks up the stairs later, and it's like a zombie. It's like, yeah, it's like it's like um, a video game character being remote control yeah. here. But yeah, we get some interesting exactly. dialogue here from them, you know. Um, Captain Janeway. Sorry. <laughs> Vice Admiral. Admiral. Still getting used to your promotion. Likewise, Captain Chakotay. Captain Chicote. Uh, this, this, this is the Voyager. This is the Voyager animated series. I don't think yeah. we're getting much more than like um but yeah, like we're seeing like their their lives after Voyager, which is something we've only gotten glimpses into a couple times. Like this is maybe the most we've gotten uh in canon. Um there was like the whole novel series, but how much of that will be sort of realized? We saw Tom Paris was showed up on Star Trek Lower Decks. <laughs> and mm -hmm. That's, and on that's a plate. It. Commemorative plate. Commemorative plate, you know. Um, but I, I it was it was it just brought me back. It's always nice seeing like characters reunite, you know. That's what one of the nicer parts of Star Trek Picard. Um, you know, and she's going back, he's going back to the Delta Quadrant. After everything we went through, you're really going back to the Delta Quadrant. This time the protostar will get me home in a fraction of the time. Yeah, so the protostar, um, and you know, if I have any trouble, I have your hologram. And I won't be alone. I'll have your hologram there to advise me. I told Starfleet that was the only way they'd get me back out there. But <laughs> well, you're not going back out there. You're just gonna. But oh. she does. She does go back out there. Yeah. How yeah. long did that take them to get there? To where the, I mean, I guess that's more not there on the recap yet. Well, yeah, I guess it it doesn't seem like this is that long ago because the Janeway we see in this holographic recording is pretty much the same age as the one we see. She's even wearing the exact same uniform. Um, so this seems like maybe it was like not that long ago, a year, I, I'm guessing, maybe two or something like that. Long enough that he's been, that they would have expected to hear from him, you know, because he mentions wanting to call. Be careful. It's still a long way from home. If I run into any trouble, You'll be the first one I call. Freeze program. Why didn't you call? Okay, and then, guys, we get, um, uh, I think, the first line from Ty Tyess. Sorry to interrupt. What did you find, Commander Tysus? Ensign Essencia tracked the Protostar's warp signature to a planetoid in the Carina Nebula. So, Commander Tysus, voiced by David Diggs. Um, oh! From... Hamilton and Snowpiercer, the TV series, and a uh, number of things. Is is the other one? Because I didn't have a chance to look. Because I saw when I first we started this, Jamila Jamil is supposed to be in the show somewhere. Is she one of the other ones that's with Janeway? I think she's like the ensign. That's, okay, that's with uh with it. Yeah, and then yeah, uh, David Diggs. I'm like, I, I know this voice. Uh, playing this Andorian character. Uh, presumably, I think he's like the first officer of Janeway's new ship, the Dauntless. Um. Mm. 
you know so and and this uniform that they're wearing which we did see at the end of um episode 10 just briefly it's it's very reminiscent of the star trek lower decks uniform but not quite the same it's gonna be interesting to see um if that gets adopted because as we um i was mentioned to, to davin earlier on that this is taking place roughly two years after the current season of star trek lower decks which is in 2382 this is around 2384 so it's um it's i and the episode we're covering later tonight they're still wearing the gray top uniforms uh, if you're not in the california class so it's been interesting to see if they make that switch um in the next couple of years uh, anyway, so she goes off here with uh, Commander Thais, and she's, you know, there, and he, she's like, "I'm going to find you, Chakotay." So that I, I do like this part of the storyline that we got these two Janeways, and um, that uh, you know, having this history from Voyager as fans is really compelling for me because uh, I'm like, Where, "What is Chakotay okay?" I need to know. So we, we're going to, um, and it, I, I didn't even know I cared about the character until they, they presented this dilemma. <laughs> that um, kid show, he'll be fine. <laughs> Um, you show up on Picard, then you have to worry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, yeah, so this is where uh, Rock Talk figures out with Murph how many sciences there are. There's like 190 something uh, different sciences, and she's got her work cut out for her, but I think she's up to the challenge. Um, and then this scene here with Zero and Gwen, where they go to the sick bay of the starbase, which is more advanced than the sick bay of the protostar. And they're able to, you know, she's trying to find out. She kind of says, like, nobody, you didn't really tell me what happened with my father uh, um, at the end. Of the they thought they killed him, right? But he's not dead. They spaced uh, him. Yeah. Um, sure. I don't know, it was seven months ago that we watched that episode, so it's been. It's, I'm trying to remember too. I had to. No I had to read a recap. That's why I was late. Yeah. I was like, "What happened?" Um, and uh, yeah, and so she goes in here, and it's like this tank thing where I don't know. I think it's gonna come through. We cut away from that scene, and um, uh, we got Jank and Pog eating hot dogs. A food meant for a king, he says. Um, this cylindrical thing. Uh, and, and, and more Dal's more like just preoccupied with this idea that he's going to get to find out what where he comes from, what his origins are, what species does he belong to, you know? And so they're really still excited. But while this is happening, um, our friend over here, uh, Mr. Barnes Frex, he's downloading data from the Protostar. And then we get this kind of scene that cuts over to the bridge. We kind of go down to the engineering deck and we see like the, the, the weapon from, from the diviner, from the, the progeny, um, mm. which immediately uh, like infects the, the star base uh, and starts just scrambling everything. Uh, not, 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 not much of a ship. I still wonder what the hell's going on with those friggin' rank pips. Um, <laughs> I need answers. Um, anyway, so every, everything's going wrong. The, the system, the entire station starts malfunctioning as we find out when it's it, it spits out a burned hot dog, guys. That's, you know, not a good sign. So you know, your station's no good. Mm -hmm. And it's unlimited uh, burned sausages or hot dogs coming at them. Gwen's in this, like, under fluid thing, right? Or not yet. She's not, because um, Zero starts looking around, like, the corridor. The door is malfunctioning, and she has like a. Um, this is where like the tank starts filling up with water, and it starts to like try to kill her. See on the outside of the station that the the defense systems, the phaser arrays, emitters start actually attacking the station itself. 
Um, so it's 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 not looking too good for. Uh, it's for a Adam. nasty virus. Yeah, it's like a pow- pretty powerful weapon. So if any other Starfleet vessel comes anywhere near the Pro Star, they're gonna suffer the same fate. Or if they try to interface with the with them in any way, uh, Gwen's underwater, and while she's like submerged here, she sort of has a vision of her father. Um, well, you know, like it's almost like a dream. Uh, where you know, Diviner shows up here. He's like, Progeny, what has what is going on? Uh, but just at that moment, she's she does try to get out of her restraints. Rock Talk comes in with the Dal and Jenga Pog and the crew. Um, I thought this was interesting how Dal 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 starts trying to like phaser uh, right through the the the, the glass here, and it, it, it's not working. I was like, this is pretty strong stuff mm-hmm. um you know it didn't even glow and create warmth didn't even didn't even heat up the glass or anything uh-huh. uh i thought it would be more likely that it would melt the glass into like liquid glass and come through and burn you maybe but um you know she she ends up just taking her weapon out and breaking out of the the tank herself here um ultimately she didn't need anyone to save her um and uh you know she's she's able to breathe. like a zero is just like breathe breathe is zero like the medical officer is that what like is that the role that zero's falling into that's what i'm thinking she's the pilot he's the medical officer direct talks the science officer jankapox the engineer yeah and murph's just the pet what's murph do is he ops storage vessel uh all the above um yeah and so the station's really going along they're talking to janeway uh i think a lot of things could have been better if, if hologram and janeway could have come along to say hello to barnes frex and explain things but she doesn't do that she just stays on the ship the whole time and the crew is just trying to get off can the station. she leave the ship i guess not she i guess she, she can't have a right? mobile emitter she has no mobile emitter. They're not standard issue in Starfleet yet, uh, I suppose, for um, for holograms, unless you're the EMH from Voyager. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so they're they're trying to get away here, and this is where Barnes Frax, you know, says that you that you guys betrayed me. I trusted you. You're destroying my station. Um, and Jenkins Pog's like, we didn't. You think we did this? And he's like, well, everything was fine until you showed up. Um, the attack, you know, is continuing here. He's and, very like, suspicious. This guy. He's bit of yeah. a nervous wreck, really. For Denoblian. Not yeah. very you know, open-minded. It makes uh, no sense, because, like, I mean, if I was going to destroy a space station, I would certainly get off of it first. Yeah, well, they're <laughs> like, why would we do that it while we're on it? That's kind of the logic they use here. Yeah. Um, and the attacks happen here. And Janeway, I think Hologram Janeway is just like, get to a, an escape pod as soon as possible. Um, you know, because I can't beam you out. The emitter's broken or whatever. Um, as, it, of course, it is. Um, and so Barnes Frex uh, just runs strategic off. Withdrawal. <laughs> strategic withdrawal, withdrawal, or like tactical yeah. retreat. I think he says yeah, tactical retreat. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he runs off here, um, and he 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 takes the only escape pod. He gets into it just before. And Rock talks like, "What are you doing? You're not going to leave us here." He's like, "No room for saboteurs." <laughs> you can see why jacked. this guy was stationed on the furthest outpost. Yeah. He doesn't even know how to wear the proper rank epaulets, you know, on his on his collar. <laughs> he doesn't even know. So it's know how uh, stupid he looks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Send that guy to Starbase eighty. That's where he belongs. Yeah. Uh, really. Uh, <laughs> hit it with a broom. Hit it with a broom. You ain't my captain, lady. 
Um, I hated anyway, so, it. Didn't care. So so Dal's like, okay, well, we're going to have... He comes up with this plan that they're going to have to do like a space jump, basically get into these environmental suits because there's no yeah. transporters and there's no escape pods left. Um, one thing I did notice, though, is like sometimes Dal, um, Zero has legs and sometimes Zero does not have legs. Um, and I was like, they, they gave Zero legs here because, uh, of course, you need legs to do a space jump um because i guess if uh, nor sometimes like zero just floating around like a, like a ghost but mm. um it was so if i don't know i almost felt like it was a little premature here to give the let have the legs come out but they put they put them into uh the suits and they open this uh the, the space door open up here and their plan is to like jump into the protostar so uh while the station's like blowing up around them and um and so they start heading towards the end. They see the protostar in the distance and start heading towards it. Running along. Um, don't look back. Don't look, you know, things like that. Um, and then they realize they, oh yeah. So this is, this is where Dal's like, well, we need you to help us figure out how to make this work. You know, you're the captain. You're our science officer. So science it. Science it. <laughs> Thank you. There's too many variables, but she's been put on the spot here, and it's also for her own survival. So I did like this part. This is definitely definitely where I was like, oh yeah, right, kids show, um, where they start um, they start like doing all the, the things. <laughs> I, I did like the message of this. Like if you can, like this is why math and formulas and some of the more boring mm. aspects of school can come in in so handy, right? Oh, yeah, um, I liked it. Yeah, me too. You know. Um, and it was neat. And so she's like, well, if we jump at this time, uh, just as like this, this, uh, inferno is coming up behind them to engulf them. And she's like, well, I might've miscalculated some things. And they're like, well, it doesn't really matter now because we're about to get incinerated. So it's either it's now or never. Um, and they head along. I just like them all like, ah, screaming as they're going along. Murph was the best. Yeah. And, yeah and then they go to Jacob Fogg and then zero. And then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because they're about, they're maybe about to die. Murph has no care. Um, Murph is indestructible. Murph's no indestructible. risk to him. That's true. Worst case, they can always hide inside Murph. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're they're heading towards the 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 the, the doors of the of the um, Protostar. The Protostar is a really small ship, isn't it? Like it's like seems like is it. it? I'm I, for speed. I wonder if you even put it next to the Defiant. I think the Defiant would be much bigger. Um, really? By, by, by the looks of it, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, when you oh yeah, look at that. It's like barely yeah, it's bigger a, than them. It, like the Protostar might be longer, but the Defiant's definitely a bigger ship. Uh, and the Defiant's not a big ship at all. Anyway, they miss the doors, and then they're they're going along. But the tractor beam, Janeway gets a, a tractor beam on them, and is able to pull them back in in the nick of time. And it was—it's during this tractor beam that uh, this is where Gwen has her little vision, I believe. Yeah, and she remembers um, what her everything what what the progeny had told her, um, you know. And then this is where she says, "I remember everything." So uh, we head over to Tars Lamora, guys. Um, we see the Dauntless has arrived, and Janeway and uh, Tysius and. Her, her crew from the Dauntless are, are, are present as well, her, along with her Tellarite uh, doctor. Um, and, you know, they're kind of like, this is weird. 
they find this broken combat, which is, I believe, the one that that um, the diviner smashed in episode ten. You know, she picks it up and and she says, "Well, maybe this is where Chakotay was." You know, very resolute, and sees up in the sky. She sees there the diviner floating um, and saying, well, "Who do you think he is?" And she's like, "It doesn't matter. He might have answers. He could have progeny. He could have progeny." You know, um, and that's it. that's the episode. Um, so yeah, back here on uh, for Star Trek Prodigy. But yeah, guys, what what did you think? A lot of stuff I liked there. Uh, I liked seeing the station. Um, I liked the character who was in the station. I like when they tie it, the show more to Starfleet and stuff, which they did in this one. It's, you know, with all the Janeway stuff and Chakotay stuff too. Yeah. Okay. This is, Do you want to hear Sam's theory? Starbucks. Yep. Uh, oh, he thinks that uh, the Diviner killed Chakotay. Boom. The Diviner killed Chakotay? No way Chakotay's dead. Hakuchi Moya, Sam. Hakuchi Moya. Yeah, no, that's a that's a Kuchi Moya, if I ever heard it. I, I, I feel like the show. actor wouldn't have come back for that. <laughs> no way. One Just so the Diviner scene. can kill him? No. Yeah. No. Uh, did you know that Chakotay was the first Star Trek crew member of indigenous background? Well, Robert Beltran. Did you know that that's not true? Oh, who is? Uh, there's a guy in the animated series. Oh, there you go. That's canon. Uh, yeah, like... Yeah, we know you mean Gwen's father, Sam. It's okay. Uh, well, what's your predictions for the rest of the season, guys? Like, Where do you think this is going? Uh, we did... Uh, um, I, I threw in our chat the other day. We the, the names of all the upcoming episodes have been released, including the next episode is called Let Sleeping Borg Lie. Hmm. Uh, then we get All the Worlds a Stage. The episode after that's called Crossroads. Then we get Masquerade, Prelude, Ghost in the Machine, Mind Walk. Mind Walk sounds like a Chakotay thing. Ensign Walking Bear. Yeah, and then we get Supernova Part that's 1 and Supernova Part 2. I think it's going to be interesting to see, like, Right now, like in terms of the diviner, we've only seen him really go up against children. So not much of a, you know, I mean, even though they they definitely beat him, but now well, it's going to be like a full on adult Starfleet officer versus the diviner. So I could see like the diviner seducing Janeway or maybe tricking Janeway into thinking, mm. you know, he's a good guy, but he's um, that could maybe be a plot line they're going to go with for a bit. I think that um, we're going to see the Diviner have... I, we, we know that he did defeat Chakotay, or he somehow stole the Protostar from Chakotay at some point in the past. So yeah. and then lost that's it. maybe the only... In a, in a rock? I don't, yeah, I didn't really understand. How's, like, how did the ship get down there is what I want to know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Well, it, it was back in time, and then there was like... I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of unanswered questions about... like. Everything with Chakotay's mission is, is and and hologram Janeway doesn't remember a lot of, a lot of because remember like the um, dreadnought was just like I'm surprised you remember anything Janeway. So it's I, I'm cu curious to see how that play out. Uh, Jessica, have you ever been to Newfoundland? Sam wants to know. I have once. Oh, my phone it needs to be plugged in. And do you like uh, the episode of Simon Earth? I went once when I was. Assignment Earth. It's the one with Gary Seven. It's okay. Gary Seven. Uh, 
It's an original series episode. Oh, she's froze. Like the frozen shores of Newfoundland. <laughs> yes. Where to in Newfoundland? The frozen shores. The frozen is, is, shores. Is there more Am than I one back? place in Newfoundland? Am I here? I thought... Yeah, you're back. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I went to Newfoundland once. And... I went to Newfoundland once when, uh, uh, with my, my grandmother. She was a radio operator in World War II, and they had a reunion on, in Newfoundland. Um, so I went with her when I was like 12, 13, something like that. That was the only time I went. But yeah. very nice. I have never been myself. Um, oh. oh. Oh, no. You're back. I plugged my phone in, and for some reason, that's making it kind of. Hmm. You dropped like it. for a second, but while you're here, uh, just in case, let's get to ratings uh, and talk and, and figure out what we want to give this episode. Um, so, guys, uh, we really liked. Remember, we really liked the Moral Star Part Two. We we were giving tens out. Oh, let's go wow. to, uh, to that. So, Asylum. <laughs> I'm gonna give this episode. I, I just liked seeing Chakotay again, so I'm I'm at least an eight and a half on it. Seven? I, I'm gonna go seven and a half. And a half I know it's low, but I, I, there's one thing I hate is like the whole like, oh, we have important information, but you forgot what it was, and then it's only gonna be revealed when it's too late. Like, <laughs> right? Sorry. Actually, you know, I, I might take a point off just because of that rank epaulette was not <laughs> uh, stand. So you get eight point four, Gavin. And well, the 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 epaulets didn't bother me so much. I think it's just an extension of his quirky personality. I'll give this one a nine. One nine. Okay. I'm um, trying to give myself room to go up too, because <laughs> last time I started out, and then there was nowhere to go. So. The current IMDb rating uh, with 24 votes is 8.7. Um, well, I seem so mean now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and this is 2384, and I guess this is an ens another ensemble episode with some, I don't know, I guess it's got more Gwyn and Diviner in it, right? So it's no kind of like where it's we left off. It's a, it's a Barris Drex or whatever his name is episode. <laughs> Barris Drex. I wonder where they're going to send Barris him Drex? now. Barris Drex. Can you imagine this poor, like, whatever he did to get this assignment, and all of a sudden he shows up in a skate pod, he's like, some kids came with a stolen starship, but they blow up my base. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, that's what he's gonna say. Like they were a bunch of saboteurs, and they just and all they did was replicate hot dogs. Um, yeah, you know. he, he wasn't um, the most Starfleet of fellas, though. He's a no, bit of a coward. Well, bit of a, like bit of you kind of understood how he got this assignment. Maybe. Um, I mean, nobody... he said he's going crazy. He's like Zero's just like, don't look at me. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, I know, or I'll go crazy, but too late. <laughs> Yeah, well, get, he, Sam's only giving this episode a five and a half. Ooh, that's harsh, Sam. Um, but oh, but that's uh, that's a five and a half. So that's actually just in Newfoundland. So he really gives that's in Newfoundland. Five. Oh, so it's like you you have to like go an hour and a half back. Or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. right. Okay, I hear you, um, guys. Let Sleeping Borg lie is the next episode. So that's exciting, Borg. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. the the Borg like. That were incredibly overdone in Voyager, Borg, all Borg, all the time, always yeah, Borg. Well, that, that well, I agree with you. It's the that. Voyager and cartoon. There has to be. I don't even remember that it was. I just remember I, I read I read that people thought it was like really the Borg 
there was too much Borg in Voyager. That uh, I it was just it was more that they took the teeth out of the Borg um, because uh, they, yeah, they, they were scary. defeating the Borg so regularly in Voyager. Like the, the Borg became more of a nuisance than like the great imposing threat that they had been in the past. Mm. Uh, because, but you know that was okay because Voyager had to learn how to defeat them or there would be no show. So yeah. um, and but, eventually they just had the MacGuffin that is seven of nine. Where she right. And seven of nine just... had all these skills and could knew all their inside secrets and could help. No, you can't have that right now. Okay. Well, Jessica, do you like Star Trek Voyager? What, 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 oh what, yeah. That was like the first uh, Star Trek that I watched live because all of my Star Trek exposure prior was all um, syndication. Which is why my my Star Trek watching is so spotty, uh, because you know when you watch stuff in syndications, not necessarily in order. In order, yeah. Which also used to like drive me nuts because you'd be like part one, and they're like, um, and then they're like, oh, dramatic conclusion, and then they'd be like two episodes in a row, and the next one would be from like a different season. I'm like, come on, where's the next one? <laughs> and now the conclusion, or but to what? Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, come on, yeah, so. But yeah, Voyager, I watched like, I think from start to finish, as far as I remember, I was watching it mainly because, you know, I imagine I was like a preteen teen when it was out. So like I was watching it mainly for uh, Bolana and and Tom Paris. I was like, get together. Will they, won't they? Will they, won't they? Well, yeah, I was definitely not shipping uh, Tom Paris and Cass. I can tell you that much. Oh, even as a kid, that whole thing just gave me the heebie-jeebies, man. Neelix, I never really warmed Neelix because of that. Like he always gave me the creeps, the biggest creeps. Yeah, I think a lot. Just like man, man with candy in a van kind of vibes from Neelix the entire show. One year old, like ugh, yeah, gross, just super gross. She's two years old, Dave. Yeah, I I was so (laughs) glad when that was like. I get, I get that's a significant part of her life, but uh, yeah, yeah. It, didn't, it doesn't really it's work weird. on the the rewatch so much. One day we'll get to reviewing Voyager episodes, but um, I, I will okay. be there. I will uh, be there for that. I'll be there for that too. I like All Voyager. right. Well, I'll hold you to it. Uh, okay, guys. Well, I think we're going to wrap the book tonight on Asylum. Um, if you didn't know, uh, Davin and I will be on again tonight uh, in just about uh, uh, forty minutes. We're going to be talking about Star Trek Lower Decks season three's Ooh. finale. Um, I won't spoil anything here, of course. Yeah, uh, I haven't watched. I'm, I'm, we're we're gonna watch it all in one go. So, yeah, uh, no yeah. So, uh, but but it was I I really enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to talking about that with Davin and Chris Murphy, who's gonna be joining us for that uh, discussion in a short amount of time. So make sure to check that out. Also check out our other podcasts like Star Trek uh, Enterprise rewatch on Monday nights. We've been going through that. We're almost at the end of season two now. Star Trek Deep Space Nine on Tuesdays. We're now into season six, going through episode by episode and reviewing them, and talking about them, and playing sound clips and all those things. So you should definitely check out that. Plus, our back catalog of things like the movies and the original series and different things like that. Check out our whole crew at Live Long and Podcast, whether that be on YouTube, Facebook, audio versions, things like that. Of course, the Locutors of Trek, our, our other, our pirate radio division, which has got all kinds of great things. Yeah, they just released an audio version today, a Scott Tamental. Yeah, a Scott Lamental. We talked about, talk the, about mirror the, universe. the mirror universe, all kinds of great um, discussions uh, on our audio uh, podcast on Locutors of Trek, um, which has its own we're bringing the pleasure. science and the pirate radio somehow. That's where both those yes. things. Well, which, which, which science, Devin? Which science? Um, just like a few of them. Uh, we get There's into more than quantum one? entanglement. 
Which of the 190-something uh, branches of science? Uh, you know, probably like number 15, 16. <laughs> like one, one, one of the low numbers. Okay, all right. Um, also, uh, yeah, so check out all of the great stuff here on Live Long and Podcast. Uh, plus, our we, we're part of a federation, if you didn't know. The United Federation of Podcasts, which has got all Ooh. kinds of great members, including uh, there's the X-Rated Podcast, the X-Men Podcast with Devin and Andre on Tuesdays. Uh, we'll you can also Tuesday, check yep. Check out Hold Up, a movie podcast with Chris Murphy and Davin. That's uh, the way we watch three movies. Do you you watch them live or do you just review them after the fact? Okay. Review them after the fact. I don't want to sit there for three movies and do a six hour. Oh, it was just a comment that Murphy made something about your reaction to certain sound effects or something. So I was like, are you watching them on the podcast? Oh, well, you played some some clips, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he was just like losing his mind. You gotta check out uh hold yeah, up. Maybe you got a little already. upset. Yeah, first, yeah. Our first uh, of course the graphics history podcast, which is um Andre Mayette's podcast. Uh a great one. You should also check out the Super Mater mm-hmm. Brothers podcasting, which is a reality TV one that focuses on Survivor, Big Brother. Uh we do that with Jamil Robinson and my brother Jeff largely. Uh we're right now covering Survivor season 43. Um Jessica, did you hear about the bet we have? Sam, let's no. So if, if, if Sam's pick on Survivor wins, I have to do a Gilligan's Island podcast. Uh, so, <laughs> I would uh, join you for that. I would join you for... I got all these vibes like, could, yeah, can I like... Uh, yeah, we'll see. Only if Jesse wins, Sam. So it's... Uh, <laughs> Gilligan's it's Island coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Might be coming to the United Federation of Podcasts. We'll have to see. Um, of, cor- of course, uh, you should also check out the Hellbound podcast. Uh, Michael Chan, Alex Blackburn, and Jessica Chan. Uh, often on Wednesdays, I believe. I'm uh, I, I'm actually in discussion with Alex about starting possibly a new podcast with him. Not podcast galore. I work at, we, we we think we might be uh, starting a point and click adventure podcast because because of the new Monkey Island release. So maybe maybe that's coming soon. <laughs> all right. Well, maybe we'll invite you to join the federation. Um, yeah. And uh, and and speaking of which, uh, we, we got a big um, uh, 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 federation smorgasbord here coming up on Sunday, October 30th. Our next edition of Trivial Debates, a spooky Halloween themed episode with Jody Simpson hosting the Battle of the Blue Nosers. We got Andre Mayette, Chris Murphy, and Davin Skillhorn all going at it, uh, debating. Um, I'm trying to remember all the debates right now, but like best horror movie, uh, video game, things like that. Help me out, yep. Davin. What else is being talked about? Oh, what was another one? Oh, the best uh, sport to put into a horror movie, or like which which sport would you match with which horror villain or something like that? Was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, check that out. We're gonna be talking. I mean, I think it's hit- obvious, which you'll see. Uh, yeah, maybe, right, maybe. Jason uh, Water oh, the, Polo. What's the best non-vocal You're score? Correct. Isn't that, isn't that one of them? What's the best non-vocal score in a horror movie? A non-what? Say non-vocal? Is that isn't that the question? Non-vocal. Isn't that the music question? I don't think it said anything about non-vocal, did it? No. I'll have to check that out. What does that even mean? Like no singing? Yeah. Yeah, no singing. Not like Gus. In- uh, instrumental music. Rah, 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 rah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah, you answered this question, right? Like, which horror thriller movie had the best non-vocal score? That's Jody's music question. Yeah. I guess he means, like, like a score rather than, like, a soundtrack, like, with... I guess, yeah. it's, it, like... it is a, It is an unusual way to word it. Um, mm. 
but uh, he means instrumental. I think not like yeah, like the like, actual score of the film versus the the like pop songs or whatever they play. Yeah, in the but that wouldn't be a score anyway. That would be a soundtrack. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then Jody would be like, "Shut up, Dave! Stop correcting me on my terminology." So, but I'm not competing, Jody, so I don't have to uh, worry about getting the points. I don't know. That would be hard for me. I love movie scores, but I'm not from horror movies. It's just a lot of like, mm, dun, dun. like who listens to that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to that. So we're gonna we're gonna see all that on um, on Sunday morning. I think that's all the podcasts. Um, so <laughs> check those things out, and uh, and we'll see you next time. Uh, thanks for being with us. That next time being thirty four minutes. Thirty more. <laughs> thirty four minutes. Yes, if you're watching our lower decks coverage. If not, we'll see you next week for the uh, thing. Okay, let's play a clip. Captain Janeway. Sorry, Vice Admiral. Still getting used to your promotion. Likewise, Captain Chakotay. <laughs> 